1: I'm Trent Rush. This
0: is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and and 66ers baseball. This is
2: Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. Troy Hunton Jr. You're listening to the All Angels podcast. What is going on, Angel fans? This is another edition of the All Angels podcast, and like always, I am joined with Johnny Bags. So again, we are in separate locations due to the coronavirus, but we are still here weekly. As much as possible, I like to thank again Mandy Ortiz for our last week special guest talking about her collection of Angel memorabilia and also participating in the um, Angel Memorabilia Challenge on our Instagram and our uh, Twitter Halo underscore Haven. And Johnny, you're doing yours too, aren't you?
0: Yes, sir. I'm. Uh, I'm always uh, posting my stuff at my Instagram mainly. I I've been forgetting to post it on my on my. Uh, Twitter, because I'm not on my Twitter as, as frequently. Um, I'll check news and stuff on there, but I, I, I tend to forget to post on there. So if you go on my Twitter, which is the same as my Instagram, at, at Halo underscore, or at, that, at Halo's Fan 1524, that's at Halo's Fan 1524, you'll notice that on my Twitter there's like days missing. So it's not like <laughs> it days, it's just I post it to my Instagram, yeah, yeah. There you and go. Then I forget to put it on my, on my uh, Twitter, but yeah, give me a follow on there if you guys want to check out my memorabilia. Um, I think I got some pretty cool stuff, but it's also cool to uh, to see everybody else posting their things. And Mandy has a great great little collection going there, and it's pretty awesome to see her her pictures and stuff. So she's been doing a great job of that. And there's there's a few other people on our Instagram that uh, that are, are joining in, and it's pretty cool to see.
2: Yeah, no, it really is cool to see everyone's kind of collection because there's a lot of things out there that – uh, maybe I've seen because you or Chris have had it, but maybe I haven't seen it, but I haven't seen, you know, this or that, you know, and so you kind of, you kind of remembers the, you kind of always see things pop up and, and, and it's, it's really cool to see. So, um, again, that was last week's episode. So it's been like two weeks since we actually talked and, and there's been some news um, for Major League Baseball. And then the, I guess the first one I kind of want to start off with, we're going to start off with was the punishment for the Boston Red Sox has come down. Um, you know, Mafford said for a while that it was he already knew what he was going to what was going to happen, but he was because of the whole coronavirus and delay of the season. He kind of postponed uh, coming out with it. Well, it came out, I believe, last week. And for the most part, I mean, looking at it, I, and I do how much I don't know how much you read into it, Johnny, but I think it was pretty um, soft and pretty. Um, Uh, You know, obviously there wasn't a whole lot behind it. And just to kind of run through it real quick, this is for the 2018 season. Um, JT Watkins, a video replay guy, suspended for this year. Again, just a video replay guy, not necessarily a a big guy in the front office. And then he can come back next year, but in a different uh, capacity. A second-round draft pick, and that's it. Uh, Alex Corey got suspended because of what he did with the Houston Astros. They never connected him or, or never said it was because of what happened with Boston. And then, too, even though – I thought this was pretty funny. Astros got fined $5 million. And even when people were saying, like, oh, it's not that big, it's not that big, it's not that big, Boston didn't even get that much fined. So it was pretty interesting to see that. I don't know what your thoughts is and how much you read into it.
0: Um, I know. I read I read the, the – the, the, what, what do you call it? The decision – that, that was made um, I, you know again I don't I don't know exactly what MLB found so it's kind of hard for me to to really um, uh, what's a, what's a it's really hard for me to have a a um, a, a say in in, in, in uh, you know how drastic it was or how drastic it was but as opposed to I mean uh, Houston when you look at it, um, I mean, obviously, Houston was more in the spotlight of it. I know that Joey Cora – or what's his name? Alex Alex, Cora. yeah. Alex was, was the guy that uh, was pretty much the head guy running the show over there in Houston as far as the whole cheating oh, way. Yeah. So, um I don't know. I mean, looking at it, I, I feel like the Red Sox weren't going to get as punished as much either because it's the Red Sox. You know, The Red Sox are – you know, one of, the, one of the, the 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 teams in Major League Baseball that I would call the, the – what do you call it? Um,
2: they're the top tier. I mean, you got them, you got the Cubs, you got the Yankees, you got the Cardinals. Teams that traditionally do well every year and is, uh, carries a big name because of the history behind them and stuff like that. I mean, and there's a handful of that
0: in, 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 in baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, like, the golden child. So I always felt like, man, they're not going to – if anything happens to him, it's going to be like a little slap on the wrist. And, uh, you know, yeah, it, was, it wasn't much. You know, obviously, Cora got or he parted ways uh, before anything can go down. So, you know, he, he he felt the repercussions right away because he knew when this was going to come out and everything was going to come out, something was going to happen. So he got fired. The Red Sox as an organization themselves, really a, a second-round pick, I think it is. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, eh, $5 million to them mm-hmm. it's like – you know, five dollars to us. So. But, but even then, they didn't even get fined that five million dollars, which I thought was
2: the funny part. They even, I mean, I mean, you would have thought that would probably have been one of the first things they did, just because, like you said, it's not a real big financial hit to a team, and maybe it carries a little more weight now because of the fact they aren't playing any games, and any kind of lost income is going to be big income. But um, I guess my biggest thing is the only person they found responsible was, like I said, the JT uh, Watkins guy that was the video replay. Uh, I don't know if he was like a su- supervisor or just the dude that runs it, but, you know, it's kind of funny that, that he ended up being the fall guy and, from a position that, you, you know, he, he doesn't just go on and do his own thing. Like, he's reporting to people, people are, you know, he, he's in communication with the uppers, but he's never the guy that's going to, you know what, I'm going to go my way. And I think someone used the term rogue, you know, employee, and it's like, how often do you see a replay guy just go rogue and just hey come here Mookie or hey come here JD or, or whoever check this out like that never happens like I, and it's just kind of funny that he's the only one to really get punished in this whole thing because again he got suspended for this year without 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 pay uh, you know a slap on the wrist for him because he can come back next year with the socks just not in that that uh, position but yeah it just kind of seemed very very light from an already kind of pretty light. Uh, punishment that the um, Astros had, you know, at the beginning of this spring training, which I don't know about you, but that feels like forever ago.
0: And you know what, though, before we get, I mean, um, it was said, and, and I don't know if you, you know, I read, I think the article on probably ESPN. Um, it said that um, the, the that Cora had no idea what that videographer guy was doing.
2: Yeah, Did you I read, just read any of that. I I heard about. It. I didn't read it, but I heard people talk about it. I find that hard to believe. I mean, like, how do you? Know? It's like,
0: yeah, you run. You're you're the manager of the team. You're yeah. playing signs. How? I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. and just, I mean, and, and and going back to
2: where the Astros, where they connected him with being the guy, pretty much, in the Astros like. So you're going to go from one season to another being the guy in a, in a World Series winning, you know, um, dugout to maybe not to the same as extent as the Astros, but something similar to being not involved at all. Like, I don't think that makes any sense at all from from back to back years. Like, granted, what they said with Boston, it wasn't to the extreme as as Houston was, but I mean, there's still something there. Like, it, for him to kind of skate by and not get anything it, it was kind of shocking with that.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, looking at it, to, again, to me, you know my quote-unquote love for the Red Sox, so <laughs> um, I really was like, these guys aren't going to, nothing's going to happen to these guys, you know, they're not going to, nothing. it's going to be a slap on the wrist, and essentially that's what it was, really just a slap on the wrist, you know. Manager wasn't going to get fired because he got let go right or nothing like that was going to happen, so. You know, and even the videographer, like you said, suspended for the season through the 2020 season. So,
2: yeah, I mean, that's I mean, wow, seemed you know? like a whole lot. Yeah, so, so you know, that was the Boston uh, suspensions and kind of catching everything up with the sign stealing thing. So, you know, between Houston, between Boston, I guess for the most part, um, I guess until games are going to be played and then you'll have that whole discussion in a bit. But I mean, that's it, that's it for the sign stealing. It came. In with uh, Fury and with with Houston and spring training not answering, but answering questions and that whole thing and being really defensive to now, Boston's kind of, they put it out there the day of like the NFL draft or something like that, and it buried it completely and kind of really went unnoticed to, I think, casual sports fans and probably baseball fans noticed it right away, but it was kind of interesting to see how much Fury was behind the Astros and kind of a little whimper i guess with the uh with boston not only from fans but just it seems like with mlb
0: yeah yeah but you know with the with astros and it it was just it was the only thing happening at the time and now you know not there's no baseball being played and and this went down at the right time
2: yeah i mean that's what it was yeah timing's perfect on this one
0: yeah because you know everyone's focus right now is just getting on the field yeah, I don't care what they do to the Red Sox or what they gonna do <laughs> to the Red Sox at this point. Just get them out of the field, you know. Yeah. Um. Even if it's just the Red Sox playing the Astros, it's the I whole think time watch that game over and over and over again, you know. So, um, timing is perfect for them right now.
2: Yeah, I, I'd be interested to see how many, how many people are willing to like if you were like wave a magic wand and say, okay, we can play baseball tomorrow, fans and all, but everything that got taken away from the Astros and Boston, they get back. How many people would be like, okay, yeah, let's take it back as long as we get baseball right away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Johnny, for and people that the, can't. I hate the
0: Red Sox. Yeah. I hate the Red Sox for fashion, But, you know, if they tell us that they're going to give uh, the Red Sox and Astros a uh, first-round draft pick for the next five years, that's the only way they're going to be able to start games. And go ahead. Yeah. Have it. Yeah. Let's, let's go for it, you know. It's, but, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, again, that kind of wraps the bow up with, the, with not only the uh, Houston Astros science dealing but also the Boston Red Sox side stealing. So kind of moving forward, um, there was some news out uh, earlier this week, and, and you're hearing about this stuff all over the place as far as proposals MLB has about starting the season at some point. Um, you know, I think we did a podcast maybe a couple of weeks back where there was an idea of um, everyone being in um, Arizona and quarantine everybody and, and being just all to themselves and no one's in or out kind of deal. Then, there was another idea where, okay, well, we'll just split it in the Cactus and the and the uh, Grapefruit League and then just split the teams that way, and then that will be the two different leagues, like the AL and NL. Well, now that we got, you know, I'm going to bring it in with, with, we got an email from Lamar Washington, a uh, loyal listener, he says, yo, fellas, looks like you're already ahead of Fox Sports West with, Fox Sports West with re-watching the 2002 World Series, LOL, uh, i still watching again last night, haha, yeah, we... I like how they're doing that, and we can get that in a bit. But here's this question. What's, uh, what do you guys think uh, they are going to play? Do you think they're going to play baseball again in 2020? So with that, there was something that came out, and now they're proposing three 10-team divisions. Mm-hmm. You have one in the West, you have one in the Central, you have one in the East. So in theory, from what I've heard, again, these are just ideas. This is not what's going to happen. Nothing's official yet. But you play the West in Arizona You play the Central in Texas and you play the um, East Coast or the East Division in, um, in Florida. So that's like the newest idea of how you would get this started without fans. What do you think of that proposal?
0: At this point? Like we mentioned before with the Astros and the Red Sox, I'll take anything that they want to give us, anything they'll throw at us right now at this point. I am up for whatever uh, as long as it gets baseball on, on TV and I'm able to watch it. The, the the only bad thing for the Angels is that division we're going to be in. You're going to have the Astros, the A's, you know. that's a, it's already a, And it, depending on how they're going to uh do the playoffs as two teams from each each league division? I don't know. Well, they said
2: something uh, about extending playoffs, so you would think it would okay. be at least maybe eighteen or ten. If you go four from know. four from each, that puts you at sixteen. You got you can have a sixteen okay. team playoff. Um, but yeah, that that and, and for people that again are uh, maybe haven't seen it or don't remember, but yeah, it's, it's you know, the West would be pretty stacked. Like you're talking about, obviously, every California team, which would be... Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers, Angels, uh, Giants, A's, Padres. But then you also have the... Um, it's, it's pretty much... You just combine the A on NL West, and that's that's who you have. Right. But I think right. it, it, it would lead to some pretty cool matchups. Again, I don't know how they would plan out the schedule, because, again, this is all kind of suspect... Not suspect, but this is all kind of... Um, Hearsay, you know, stuff gets leaked out, but, you know, I, I would love to see the Angels play the Dodgers more than twice a year. I would love to see the Angels play, you know, a team like that, like the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, and stuff like that. I would love to see the Dodgers play the Houston after everything that yeah. happened this offseason. So, you know, the, the the West looks really big. Um, you know, the East and the Central, I mean, there's some big teams in there, but I, I, I like the, the idea of these divisions getting separated by region, not necessarily by an ALNL.
0: I like it because it's something different that we're not going to have in the years going forward. You know, they're going to go back to what we had, uh, but you know, under the circumstances that we're in, it gives us a different change of scenery. If this were to happen, it'd give us it give us matchups that we're not used to seeing frequently. So that's that's awesome in a way, and in another way, it's also awesome to see you know the dynamic of like me not playing with fans it doesn't interest me in a bit I know as weird as this sounds as much as I want to be at Angel City and watching games it would be kind of it would be kind of different and I want I, I it's something that I'm going to want to it's interesting to see it's something completely drastically different from where you've seen seeing them play you know an Arizona a regular season game that counts uh, so adding all those those things together uh Kind of gives it another whole another dynamic, and like I said, anything that's going to get them on the field, I'll, I'll take it. So, I, I would have been okay with the whole Florida Arizona thing. I would have been okay with whatever decision they wanted to come up with. But if this can get the ball rolling, um, I, I, I'm 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 all for it, man. I uh, I don't think there's anything negative I can say about you know them moving the ball forward to us getting baseball back on TV.
2: You know, there's always been a talk for, for a while now as far as um, the NL adopting the DH. And you, you would think with if they do go with this system where you, you are going to have NL and AL teams kind of mixed in together, you would think the easiest way of doing that would be add a DH to everybody. Just because I think that's probably the easiest thing to do. Um, with that being said, if they do go that way and and they do end up adding an NLDH, um, what what would your idea? What would you think of if MLB said, you know what, this is a great success? You know, like you said, you have the Angels and, and Dodgers playing more. You have the Mets and the Yankees playing more. You have you know the Kansas City and, and um, St. Louis, or, or you know all these different matchups that are AL NL. What would you think if they came out of this experiment and said, "You know what? Let's get rid of ALNL. Let's all make it one rules. Let's separate it now by region, opposed to you know, like I said, ALNL." Would you before that, or do you want once this is all over to go back to the traditional way?
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to it only because um, it's nothing different than we, we in basketball. Right. They exactly. With yeah. Each other. So it's it's nothing different that I haven't watched on other sports. Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it, but I just don't think it would really happen because baseball's such a, you know, old school, let's not change too much type of thing. You've seen how long it's it's taken them to change things slowly but surely, you know. They went from an AL AL West and AL East winner playing in the ALCS for for years before they went to the division series and it's been years before they went they added the wild card and the division series to now adding a second wild card. So baseball has always been slowly progressing. It's always been slow to progress. Not that they wouldn't, not that they ever would consider changing this, because I'm sure at some point, if it does become something that, that catches the attention of the nation and people want it, see it, they'll consider it. But I think it would be a slow process to lead up to that point. But I wouldn't hate it. I, yeah. I definitely wouldn't, because, you know, when basketball, the Lakers play, you know, the East teams uh, at least at least twice a year so, they play everybody uh, baseball, I think, is the only thing. Football, there's sometimes where you don't play that team in that year because of the weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basketball, the other major sport with a bunch of teams, you see that. And baseball, you know, sometimes you won't see the National League Central for three or four years or whatever. So um, I thought I wouldn't be opposed to it. I really wouldn't. Um, it would definitely make for for, you know, Angels, Dodgers games being more frequent and, and adding a lot of revenue to the games that right. Dodger the stadium because they'd be paying more.
2: Yeah, and I think kind of what you were saying as far as the baseball being slow to, you know, progress with certain things, whether it be the wild card and the second wild card, the division and all that stuff, I think what the main reason is because they were always worried about, you know, changing what they have. Now you're in a situation with this whole COVID thing where you have to change, you know, so... In essence, you're getting a, a trial run with these regional kind of divisions,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so you have an option of like you know what, let's try it, you know, because normally you go through the wild card, you're not gonna be able to take it right back. I don't right. like it, whatever. With this one, if it works, I can see them adopting it. And then too, if you add on again, this is kind of probably going even more into the future, but the expansion, it's no it's no rumor, it's no secret that MLB eventually wants to ex, uh, expand uh, to 32 teams, make it a, a, a even 16 to 16 on each side if they do the AL, uh, AL-NL thing. But with that expansion, you can go now, what, um, four, eight-division teams, you know, you, your traditional, you can go west, east, south, north, or whatever you want, and now you can keep these guys, you know, and now you're talking about the west being... Uh, the Angels, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Rockies, the Diamondbacks—was uh, that one, two, three, four, five? You know, and, and then pick up like you know the Bay, the Bay teams. And now you like it's like a super California kind of uh, division with a couple you know outsiders. But I think that means so much more to baseball because, like you said, Dodgers will be coming more. You'll be able to get the Padre people up there. I mean, Pod, I mean, I know Angel fans would be going down to Padre games even more so now. Oh, yeah. If that happens, um, but like man, I just I, I I would love to see a regional thing. Like I'm not so stuck on the tradition as far as AL NL kind of stuff where I don't want. It. Like I prefer to see it, you know, Dodgers and Angels play 16 times a year, and if that means we have to kind of nix the whole AL NL thing, I'm I would be totally for it.
0: Right, like like I said, I'm not against it. Um, I, I it's interesting. It, it, like I said, it adds a whole different dynamic to what we watch i mean we're just so used to what we see uh and i love when we play you know the giants and that and the padres and these teams that we don't usually get to play so it's 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 a great to me i wouldn't be opposed to it at the same time if they were to just go back to where they are now again i I wouldn't be opposed to that either because you know i'm used to it so um you know I'm in the middle. I'm like, ah, if they don't, they don't. They go back to what they what they decide. You know, they don't ever change their mind on it, and they stick to where, you know, what they're doing. And I'm cool with it. But uh, I'm real interested to see uh, what I'm interested to see where they where they uh, well, how this is going to pan out for the 2020 season. Right. I think baby steps first. You know. Yeah.
2: So I mean, there's a, obviously for a proposal out there or, or um, a leak proposal about. Starting, like, in late June, getting into, like, early July. Um, Again, we kind of talked about this a little bit last time when we were on. I do still believe there's going to be a season uh, at some point this year. I don't think it's going to be a season that we're used to. I don't think – I don't even think the championship is really going to be called even probably a World Series. I think it's going to be some kind of tournament. I mean, I don't know what they're going to name it, but it would be really hard for – It'd be really hard for them to call it a World Series without having an actual real season. So, I, you know, what do you think about the season? I, obviously, I, I feel that like you're still confident that there's going to be a season.
0: Uh, I think there's going to be some baseball play. And, and there was somebody, I think it was Justin Football commented about it should be a wash for 2020 season and start over next year. Um, a lot of people agree with that. I disagree only because baseball is a business, and if they're able to fit in baseball, they're going to do it. Uh, baseball is not going to say, we'll just start over next year and and, and 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 not bring in any kind of revenue this year. I, I think that if it's possible for them to play baseball, they're going to do it. Even if it's a two-month season, they're going to do it. Um, that's That's only if they can. Um, obviously, if the restrictions of this whole coronavirus does not allow any sports to be played, then there's nothing baseball can do. They won't. But I think if there's any possibility that they do this, that they're that they're able to play games, they're going to do it. everything in their power to get these games played and have a eventual season. Because you got to remember, there's teams that have contracts that um, TV contracts, uh, uh, uniform contracts, all this stuff that. Uh, if you just call it wash you're just kinda throwing away a year for no reason. And baseball's a business. They don't care if Mike Trout's having a kid or not. Mm-hmm. Baseball's a business. Major League Baseball, if you know, if they if they need revenue coming in and they're gonna be able to, to get games squeezed in, it's gonna happen. And, and and in my in my view, I think it is gonna happen. Um Justin, um, and to answer Justin said, but you're risking players health. You're risking the players health if you're playing right now. We don't know what it's going to look like two months down the line, and just the the, the curve on the coronavirus flattens or gets really low, then you're not really risking to health as much, and baseball's going to do it. You know what I mean? If the CDC allows, you know, um, well, things to happen, baseball's going to let it happen. You know.
2: Well, I think everything being super generalized. Like, okay, let's just go on and say, okay, well, Trout said he's not going to play. Great, that's fine. Trout is financially secure, where he doesn't really doesn't need to play another inning in his life and he will be financially stable. I think everyone could agree on that. But there are players out there that haven't hit that big contract yet that aren't financially stable, that aren't making any money right now. So if you're telling me that, yeah, the health thing is an issue, but are you willing to risk it to make money? I mean, these guys are independent, considered independent contractors from what I understand. So, so they're not out there collecting unemployment. They're not collecting any of this extra money that's just floating around. And even if they were, they probably wouldn't make a big dent um, and what they need, so to sit here and say, Well, well, players' health, players' health, yeah, that's an issue, but let's flip it on the players. How many of these players need this money and are willing to risk it? Because, right. hey, I need that, even if it is you know, um, five hundred thousand dollars, six hundred thousand dollars, you know, for the season, they still need that. And, and people are saying, Well, it won't be the same, yeah, you're right, it won't be the same, but guess what? People are still gonna watch, so let's not act like we're holier than thou, and just because Trout isn't in an Angels uniform, but we wouldn't watch 2020 baseball. We would still watch it. Granted, it might not be with the same pair of eyes we did before, but we will watch it. I mean, what else are you going to do? I mean, we're watching games, um, MLB Network's playing games from, you know, years, years and back, and, yeah, they have, like, a little bit of significant stuff, but I, let's not let's not kid ourselves. Okay, you take Trout, you take Pool Pujols, you take Upton, you take any of these guys that has made over, you know, um, let's say, 20 million dollars in their career let's take all those guys out of baseball because they don't want to and they don't feel they need to rush back and that's fine that's a personal i would not fault them at all but there is a lot of guys on the teams that need money and it's kind of hard to sit here and say we're going to watch a season and there's probably way more of those players that need that cash than guys that are financially stable
0: and everyone keeps going back to you know like tom Delino said one guy or one team gets saved and there's nothing going to be good uh, any good answer there isn't but in two months if the CDC or whoever is the president or whatever the numbers are down or whatever and you know we're all allowed back to, go, to go back to work let's say July and they tell us you know we're all going back to work and, and there's, there's limited restrictions okay but you're all allowed to go back to work and, and live your lives but remain social you know have the new restrictions that we're going to have to live our lives moving forward well, then base baseball is going to abide by those same rules. Like we're all going to take a chance going to work as well. I mean, at at some point, you know, at some point they're going to they're going to ease off these restrictions, and we're all going to have we're all going to start to kind of you know, like you said, to each their own. Like everyone's going to yeah, and I think that's what you do.
2: I think that's what you do. You give yeah. everyone the the option. You don't force right. any of the players to come. You don't, but you right. t- you tell them, hey, you know, you're only getting X amount of money if you don't play. And again, like I said for those Trouts, for those big names, that's fine. They made plenty of money. They don't need to come back right. and play. But, I mean, what's Fletcher making this year, and, and what would he make if there's no baseball? Not a whole lot. And so then it comes into his point where, yeah, you know, and that's where you weigh the options. I mean, and, and, and if for him, if the options is too great to where he doesn't want to put it in risk and risk his family, then great. He can sit out for the year, too, and then no one's going to fault him for that. But at the same time, you got to give these guys
0: options. Yeah. But you know, Justin said, "How do you stand six feet apart from a baseball game?" You can't. How do you
2: stay six feet apart from people in Walmart? Like, I, like but that's no, the same I know. thing.
0: I know that, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that what Justin and Tom are saying is wrong. Like, someone could get sick, and it would be bad. Yeah. Okay, definitely. But at the same time, me and you, us going to work, if they ease everything off, we can get sick too. And, and I know we're not Mike Trout and we're not these guys, so no one's going to care if we get sick other than our family and friends. But that's a risk we you take. I'm, but, still, you know, I, I'm
2: still working. So it's like, I go to work right, every too. day. I, so
0: I, yeah. I've gone back to work. So, but, but at some point, you know, uh, at some point, we all have to, you know, you, you go back and we're all, you know, if, but at, baseball's only gonna play games. Believe me, baseball's not gonna rush into it. Neither is basketball neither is any other sport. Uh, but, they're not going to jump into it tomorrow or next week. It's going to be down the line. And, um, you know, it's just – it's going to happen. You know, you're going to have to – They're gonna, if, if if it's going to happen, it's going to ha- – they're going to have to be almost 100% sure that everything's okay, the government approves CDC, all these health organizations. It's going to have to be 100%. Okay, you guys, it's, there's a chance that you can get sick. You know, here's here's how this is what we're gonna have to abide by. If the league wants to go do it, then they're gonna do it, and the league's gonna do it, whether we like it or not. You yeah, know? I mean, that's all it is.
2: At the end of the day, it is a business, and that's what they're there for is for the money. To, yeah, the game's great and everything like that, but they—I mean, these owners don't have these teams for a hobby. You know what I mean? So, I, I just. I I just think baseball will be back. Of course, it's not going to look the same. It's not going to be the same. No matter between now and, I mean, this whole thing, there's going to always be a risk, it seems like. You know, um, I don't think you're ever fully going to get get away from a risk until there is a vaccine of some sort. But there's no timetable on that. I mean, you hear people talk about it like, oh, it's going to be between 12 and 18 months. But that's just a strictly guess. So what? Are you willing to put everything on hold for that? I mean, and now you're not even talking about this. The players. Now you're talking about these other guys that are working with the players, whether it be uh, broadcasters, on-field guys, like the the grounds crew that
0: Trainers.
2: definitely definitely that aren't making yeah. that kind of money. Where they need to go back to work and they need games to go on so they can work. So it's like. It's great to sit here and say, well, the players are going to be in risk, but there's so much more going on with than the, just the players. It's like, I, you know, there's always a risk. There's always going to be like that. There's always going to be a good public guy. There's always going to be a bad public guy. It's just, uh, you know, yeah, I, I just think baseball will be back. And I think some people will love it. Some people won't. And it honestly, doesn't matter who plays in it because I think everyone everyone will watch it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I am not – I am not – ideally this isn't the way I want baseball to play this year I, I don't I was ready for a regular 2020 season just like everybody else you know so at this point um I'm jonesy for baseball and I mean, and a lot I'll of people it, are yeah I'll, I'll take it any way I can get it I might not I might be in the minority I might be in the majority I don't know or it might be 50 50 but I'll take it any way I can I don't care if the angels are in a division with the freaking Red sox you know what I mean I just yeah and they play the Red Sox 16 times a year. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? As long as we get to see baseball, for me, I'll take it. Um, as far as it being a real-world championship, of course not. It'll be definitely like a tournament 2020 championship. Um, but that's just the way it is, you know? And we got to take it for what it's worth. Um, 2020 season is is whatever we get. is it's, it's what it's going to be. And we can't get uh, – what's the word? You can't get lost in what we're watching. Like You can't say – Oh, but this isn't what I'm used to. So, eff it. I don't want to watch it. No, because bottom line is, if they start playing in two months, you people that are saying they don't want the season. You're going to be watching the games. Whether you whether whether you're telling me right now that you aren't or not, you're going to be watching the games just like I will be. So, at the bottom line, I guess you know we're going to do what they uh, we're going to watch what they give us, regardless.
2: Yeah. So there's a question here from On Deck Customs, uh, friend of the show, friend of the podcast, friend of the page. Um, check him out if you haven't already but um, he said do you guys believe that ML well, pretty much minor league will have a season or will MLB just expand the rosters um, and that kind of goes into a second question we had on Linus and it's, and it's kind of around the same way if the season starts in July and no minor league baseball does Joe Adele play regularly for the Angels so let's start with do you think minor league baseball will be um,
0: will go this year minor league baseball unfortunately I think not. I don't think it's looking good. Um, the longer, longer they prolong this, you know, gets into June, July, for sure not. It's not going to yeah. happen. It's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate because you know us. We're always out there. We're always at, at Inland Empire and the 66ers. We love being there. But it's already a shortened season. They start later and finish sooner. Um, maybe in an instructional league, maybe in Arizona I league think, will happen. Yeah. But, but games throughout the Cal League and, and the Northwest, all that. Not going to happen. It's just it's just not going to happen, and it sucks. And that's where baseball's taking the hit right there.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of people are asking here on our Instagram live is, okay, what do you do with the, um, like, you need players. that Okay, people get injured. People get, you know, hurt or whatever. You need a A type of thing going on so you can replace them. I honestly think, A, they expand rosters. So they already did with the 26. You can see them maybe expand to 30 or even do um, – kind of what the NFL does as far as they have 50, I want to say like 57, 58 guys on our roster, but 53 can only dress out or something like that for each game. So I can see MLB allowing them to carry um, or travel with, you know, 30 guys, but at the time you need to make a a lineup card, you need um, to to say, okay, you need these many pitchers, you need these many um, position players, and that's your – active roster for the night and if as if there's any difference from the night before then that's like a ds thing. the dude has to be out for five, ten days or whatever so i can see him doing that and keeping a group of players nearby just you know they take bp they take uh fielding practice like anyone else but when it comes to playing they're just either chilling in the locker room chilling in the stands because there ain't going to be no fans or or what but you can definitely see um I, you definitely see some of these guys doing some kind of work and 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 just kind of hanging around because what's the alternative? Like you said, they go down to Arizona for like instructional league and they'll be doing the same thing there because they're not going to play anybody. Maybe they do inner squad, but it's definitely not going to be to the competition where they might see uh, at the big league level.
0: Yeah, and like you said, there has to be some kind of reserve. There's going to have to be somewhere where you can pick when there's injuries. So you know, keep maybe keeping the forty man roster and only allowing 25 players on 26 players on the roster activated for the major league roster. Yeah. And then I like can say, keep them with the team, keep the other guys with the team, participate in everything that they're doing, but you're not clear to play. You're, you right. know, you're not eligible to play unless, you know, you do the, you know, proper, you know, this guy's on the DL, he's got to be down for 10 days, whatever. And then the other guy comes in as far as the Joe Adell thing is concerned. Um, possibly, possibly but at the same time you know I don't know how they're going to deal with the whole I think by July the 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 uh, I think I'm pretty sure by July the the uh, what is it called the um, service time is already yeah. passed so I don't think they'd have a problem bringing him up but at the same time I think their idea was to have him starting triple A for play you know there so unless he's unless he's oh, this is so hard to answer just because it, my my original answer would be the only way you bring him up is if he's going to play because what's the point of bringing him up if he's not going to play? Right. You know what I mean? And you'd rather have him play minor league games than, not play, than be on the major league roster and play once a week. So now with this being there's probably no minor league games, that's a hard answer for, uh, answer for me to, a question for me to answer in a way, but I mean, possibly, I don't know. That's a tough one. I know that the Angels are benefiting from this because if a season were to start, the Angels would have Shohei Ohtani probably would be ready and Griffin Canyon ready, so well, pitching that, would be great. Pitching so, would be know. fine. Yeah. But
2: yeah. that's the thing too. Okay, let's just say Adele is ready to go. Um, are you confident enough to give him at bats in this abbreviated season? That's what, that's what I'm saying. You and, haven't seen anything from him in a while. Like, right. yeah, granted, you don't want him just sitting on his butt all off season, but. If he's not, let's just put it this way, if he's not with the Angels and, and playing regularly with them, I don't think that means he goes back home and just doesn't do anything.
0: Right, he'd be he, on that extended roster. Yeah, right, right.
2: Yeah. or even you know doing some time in Arizona with some other minor leaguers. But like, the idea is, well, if he doesn't play with the Angels, he's not going to do anything. No, I think there's systems set up to where he can still develop. Granted, it's not probably going to be to the development of, of normal, but this whole situation right. isn't normal. So yeah, to, to, to kind of compare a year of development in any other year to compare to, to this year for any player I think would be un, unfair. Um, right, right. So, I, I, you know, um, on Hustle says, I hope MLB gives them an extra year of contact control for the Rooks. I don't know about that just because that's a whole so. – um, collective bargaining thing and that's that's a right. whole nother issue when it comes to Adele who has zero um time on his hand where you know it might be easier for him to bring up a uh, Hermosillo or whatever because he does have time and he has you know he's on the 40 or no he's not I don't know if he's on the four-man roster right now but he has been in the past and he has been up with the major so again that's a whole different issue that they another one of these things they have to address um before any of this kind of starts going
0: yeah, they're not gonna. They're uh, player, collective bargaining agreements. So there's a players' union, and for them to add another year of service time for, for a team. Oh my God, that would that that would take. Well, that would suck for Joe negotiation. too. Negotiation. That would, that would suck for
2: Joe money. if you, if now he has to suck for another year before yeah, in frame, and that's not fair to him. So that's it's fine. like. Yeah. I'm sure the MLB would love being like, oh, well, we want we want another year, but for the yeah. players, that's completely unfair because now you're pushing yeah. back Joe
0: because it, it ain't his fault.
2: Exactly, and now let's yeah. say instead of Joe hitting the market when he's twenty, you know, twenty-seven. Now he's hitting the market when he's twenty-eight or whatever. Right. So, right. you know, that's going to be a, a big, a big, big situation or a big contentious. I think negotiating part where they have to solve that first before they can really start this thing going as far as service time for those younger guys that were looking to make an impact this year because Joe wasn't the only baseball player looking to make an impact this this season. There was a handful of people on different teams that were in the same situation as Joe and now have to find out if they're up with the team can they be with the team how the situation with service time works it's 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 (laughs) going to be a little bit of of work so um so that's actually a really good conversation so we're going to end that there we're going to go to break real quick and then on the back end of the break we have some cc sabathia um sound that came out a little while ago uh that we're going to give a listen to and and get our thoughts on it so we'll be right back after this uh a word from our sponsors
0: hey what's up johnny catfish here ambassador for Groom goon beard and body care are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh do yourself a favor and do what i did and check out www.groomedgoon.com. Hook vicious. listen to my show the Punk Corner, on KJ epic radio every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m and we are
2: back I want to again thank all the sponsors um, for letting us do what we will do here and continue to uh, put out a podcast every single week so before I went to break I mentioned uh, a CC's abathia sound and it was about Otani. and so uh, I'm gonna play it for you guys and then we'll give our thoughts about it uh, right after.
1: Man, he, I'm, I keep saying this, and people always laugh when I say it. He the best baseball player I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Are you kidding me? Motherfucker can hit a ball 900 feet and throw 99 <laughs> off the mound. Yeah. Like, who else <laughs> who can doing that? Do it? Who's who done else it? is doing that, bro?
2: So, again, that was Cece the Bathia talking about Otani and him being the best player in baseball. What do you think about that?
0: It was funny. I was talking to my wife after you sent me the link, and I, I listened to it. My wife and my son. And I told him, hey, you know, there's a, there's a clip that says it has Justin Upton and CeCe Zabathia talking about how Shohei Ohtani's is the greatest player on the planet. And I said, I, you know, everyone says Mike Trout, and yeah, Mike Trout probably the best player in baseball. But when you think about what Ohtani does, really, if you think about it, throws gap. I mean, of course, we've only seen a sample size of, of his pitching, and we, we you know, only pitched pitch like 10 games in that 2018 season, but it was pretty good throws 99 miles per hour. He's pretty good from the sample size we saw, pretty good at at pitching. And we know what he can do with the bat. And he hasn't even played a full, you would say a full season in the major leagues as just a batter. So we're never going to be able to see what he's able to do batting-wise in a full year unless he's off. Even last year when he didn't pitch the whole season, I think he missed the first, what, 25, 26 games of the season, came up around May. Uh, so we, we he missed about a month, but in a 162-game in span just batting, I think he hit something of like 36 home runs and 100-and-something RBIs and batted something where about 290. Uh, so for him to be able to do what he does at the plate and on the mound, you have to give him some sort of credit and say he has to be in that conversation of just on pure talent alone and what he can do on both sides of the ball, he has to be in that conversation. But to me, Mike Trout is still the best player in baseball. But they brought up a good point. I believe they brought up a good point. But we haven't seen the full Otani experience yet. I think
2: that's the biggest thing. I think there's a difference between being the best player and being the most talented player. I think without a doubt, Trout is still the best player in baseball. Is Otani more talented than Trout? I think he is just because, like you said, the pitching aspect. But that doesn't make him the best player just because... He, you need to see it for yeah, yeah, longevity. Yeah. Like if right. Otani's great doing both things for three years, and then one side or the other completely falls off, you know I don't think you could be the best when you your 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 what you put your hat on as far as being a two way player only lasts a couple of seasons. Like you've seen him with Trout, year in and year out, five, six, seven, like you know, of solid MVP level uh, uh, production. That makes him the best player. In baseball, it's his consistency, his every year doing, the you know, on top of, like, every kind of metric, every type of, you know, uh, statistic, counting or otherwise. That makes him the best player, not that he can hit a ball 600 feet because Otani can do it too. So, on that aspect, you know, they're kind of the same talented. Now, again, the difference with Otani, he can throw 99, but you have to see it over a longer period of time before you can actually give him the best in baseball kind of, Moniker, if you will, is he talented? Is he more talented than Trout? Probably, but I don't think that makes him the best player in baseball until you see it over a four, five, six, seven-year
0: yeah. um, time like you have with Trout. If he goes out in a regular season and wins, you know, because he won't, he'll never be able to win twenty games because you'll have to be in, a, he'll be in a six-man rotation unless he goes undefeated, which never highly, happened. highly unlikely. Yeah, but let's say he wins. <laughs> 14 to 15, he's like 14 and five with a 2.89 ERA and has like somewhere like in the high 280 strikeouts and then goes out and hits 15, 20 home runs and drives in 60 to 75 RBIs and limited batting, uh, then then you can say, and he does it for four or five, three, four, or five years in a row, six years in a row, then you can say, okay, he's probably the best player in baseball. I agree with you 100%. The talent is off the charts again, but I'll go back to, we have haven't seen it yet so we're just banking on possibilities right now
2: yeah yeah otami's upside is unbelievable like obviously um his pitching performance against the a's and and, and some of the home runs and his speed his upside is crazy good but like i said to get in my eyes to get that title as best player in baseball it's not something that is just given because of a a good start or good four starts and a good you know 20 at bats like it's something that needs to be seen you know years and years like i hope he is man can you imagine if that does come true if it does come true that otani does end up being a the best player in baseball while Trout's still on the team can you imagine what that's going to look like
0: that that's it that's a great transitional you know what I mean? like that, that doesn't get any better i mean how, how it's pretty insane but that goes to show you, even 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 if if we have trout like we have been for the we've had trout for nine seasons of, of just the best baseball we could ever watch, and now that we have Otani. Uh, it, you know, that goes to show you that you need more than just that, you know, uh, to, to to form a, a whole team that can win games. So, my my hope is that you know, with Rendon and Joe Adell coming in, and then you got a youngster like Randy Marsh coming in within the next year and a half, two years by 3 years from now they they're able to kind of gel that together. Uh that'll be amazing. I'm kind of getting these just thinking. It. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I know and, and and you know what? Kind of going back to what we talked about before the 2020 season, it sucks that it hasn't happened yet and when it does or if it does and who knows what it looks like, but I think we even said this amongst ourselves, I don't know if we ever said it on the podcast, but going into spring training we kind of had that feeling where okay 2020 is going to be an okay season like, yeah we will probably see some kind of improvement because we were even still debating whether or not this is a playoff team. Mm-hmm. now we always thought okay 2021 2022 with like you said the, the Dells, the marsh the cannings for another year developing and all that stuff. you know so I think even this 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 even with this happening and, and delaying delay in the season, doesn't hurt the Angels long term like it might some of these other teams that are older, that right. are losing a year right. of uh, prime years from like I say like a Mass Serger or the Astros. You know, Astros, well yeah, because now they're going to a lot of those guys are done after this year because of the contracts or they're on the lighter end, the back end of their, of their career. So this is going to hurt them. But I think the Angels are are not in a bad spot as far as you know. Twenty twenty sucks that it's not really happening, but. I think you're still able to look at the bright future for the Angels going into 21 and, and you know, beyond.
0: No doubt, no doubt, because like well, I think we mentioned it before and probably not on the podcast, just what this team is going to look like in two years, a year and a half, two years, can be something very special if they're able to keep that core nucleus together. Um, and there's no reason why, you know, we, with, with Adele Trout obviously signed on term Rendon now signed long-term, you know, you have, you know, the guys like Marsh and, And and Canny, who 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 are young, Adele that are young, and are going to be those Tim Salmon, Garrett Anderson, Troy Gross first type guys that won a championship in 2002. Those were new. These were guys that the Angels brought up, kept together, and eventually it paid off. So that's what I'm banking on.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's always good. You always need that that good mixture of young talent, not only because of the youth and the excitement they bring, but also their their price tag. Their price tag is cheap. And if you're going to pay Trout what you pay Trout, and you're going to pay Rendon where you're going to pay Rendon, you're going to eventually have to pay Otani what he's worth. um, You're going to need players that aren't making that huge money but are still productive. And I think, you know, at least at the very beginning, before they do hit arbitration and all that stuff, I think Adele and Marsh and, um, you know, some of those guys that are in the minor league system right now, maybe Jam, I don't know, but um, those will be the guys that will – be able to produce something but not cost you a ton of money either
0: exactly you have them under team control for all those years is it's the upside of having guys come up to your system it's it's the best part of it and daniel's did a good job in the last four years previously to bring these guys to the system and did and not trade them, them up not trade
2: the them away and not not yeah. jump at of the first offer and and trade guys away for older guys
0: yeah. And let's not forget the guys that are even younger than the guys we're talking about, Jerrby Jackson, Jordan the guys who are very talented guys who have plenty of time to develop. So uh, it's just it, it starts from it starts from the the the, the draft, and, and it works all all the way through the minor league system that that is eventually going to pay off, did pay dividends in the long run.
2: Yeah, definitely. So we are running out of time. But before we go, I want to give a quick. Um let you guys know if you're not already following us on our Instagram and our Twitter make sure you do that now it's halo underscore Haven on both Instagram and Twitter um, posting stuff daily now that we have the angels Memorability challenge trying to get more and more people into it um, Chris the curator Johnson founder of Halo Haven is going is posting stuff from his private collection every single day until baseball season starts and I think we're on what today as we record is 46 47
0: 47 40 six I believe I to
2: find something. so um, follow us there any comments concerns questions you can always reach us at All Podcast at gmail.com or you can always e- um, DM us in any one of our social media feeds um, next week the Friday before Mother's Day again Mother's Day is coming up for all your moms out there we are going to have a special interview with a mother of a I don't want to say who yet but a mother of a top tier angel prospect, um, talk to her, uh, Tuesday went really, really well, but that's going to be like our mother's day. Talk to her about her, her son growing up, advice she has for parents that have kids that are playing sports, not just baseball, but sports in general. And just some really cool stories of like that. Something to really look forward to, um, for that mother's day, um, weekend.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, if you guys want to follow me on my social media, I'm also participating in the halo, uh, Halo Haven Memorabilia Challenge, uh, Angels Memorabilia Challenge, uh, Halo Span 1524 on Instagram and on Twitter for those people who are listening to the podcast site and are not joining us here on Instagram Live. Instagram Live, obviously, you can see who I am, but Halo Span 1524 on both Instagram on Twitter. I'm doing my best to, to pull out little things. I got a lot of stuff, but I'm, I try to pull out things that are unique and have a story to me. And sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'll pull something out that I, that I happen I? Happy Last-minute stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like right now, I haven't even picked anything, so I'll pick something. But uh, it's always fun. And uh, join the challenge. Uh, use hashtag AngelsBaseballMemorabilia when you post it. That way your your post can go on to, you know, the, the feed, the, the hashtag post. Tom Duino has a lot of good stuff. He puts me to shame and rob rome as well man those guys put me to shame i want to be where they're at at one point in my life so um i'm i'm some people would come into this room and say man you got a lot of stuff and not really man um chris tom and rob really really set the bar up high but it's always fun to watch watch them post and see what they have and it's 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 pretty cool to to delve into angels baseball history too at the same time
2: yeah again so again uh thank you for listening again follow us at Halo underscore Haven both on Twitter and Instagram if you are not already there you will get updates on when the podcast will post Um, when we take questions and all that stuff that's the number one spot we go to when we post that kind of information and also um, iOS users Apple users please write uh, subscribe rate review this podcast help us spread the word to other angel podcasts uh, people that are looking for something to listen to with angels baseball that helps us a lot expand our uh, horizon our wings if you will so Um, for Daniel Garcia,
0: I'm Johnny Banks,
2: and we will talk to you next time on the All Angels Podcast.